Warning, the following episode of Childhood Trauma Theater may not be suitable for younger listeners. It may contain inappropriate topics, horrifying visuals, and nightmare-inducing memories. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello, scary tale friends. Welcome to the podcast that's guaranteed to lift your spirits. So sit back, relax, and get ready to trick or treat yourself. It's Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. <laughs> Happy Halloween, fairy tale friends. Happy Halloween. Greetings. Hello. Uh, so we are coming back with another spooky season episode for you we started off this month with uh hocus pocus 2 Mm -hmm. which we loved yes then we did a little bit to keep on our schedule did some video game took a little video game i guess not detour i guess the 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 hocus pocus was a detour but Mm -hmm. now we're back on our spooky business with 1990s the witches and we know it's 1990 yes okay uh Um, yes so we just watched this this is a movie just to give a little back let's give a little background on the sure uh this is based on a roald doll novel roald or book roald doll wrote willy wonka and the chocolate factory or charlie and the chocolate factory is the name of the book Mm -hmm. he wrote the bfg the big friendly giant Mm. he's written a bunch of children's books it's not ronald roald Rolled. Why did I think it was Ronald? Because it's spelled like Ronald with the N taken out. Oh, well then that makes sense. Okay. Um, always kind of one of those guys who wrote these kind of wicked children's novels where like kids are in actual danger and stuff like that. You know, like that's kind of how Willy Wonka is. Well, and I think Willy Wonka is to teach the kids a lesson. I don't necessarily know that this one was to teach the kids a lesson, but Willy Wonka, it's very clear that... You know, the one who's greedy, the one who's gluttonous, the you know, like yeah. they all have kind of this what I'm saying beware is, tale. When he writes novels, he doesn't spare children's feelings. Children oh, yeah. die, children are killed. So this is definitely a childhood trauma theater because my mom tried to read me this book when I was a kid. So you have read the book? I think I have. I think I finally got through it, but it was, or it was read to me or I was... Reading it was you know probably right around the time when I was reading, and it's illustrated. He likes to illustrate his books. Yes. And if you've seen this movie, you know that there's the witch. The witches look a certain way, and they hide as regular women in public. But the Grand High Witch is the the most hideous of them all. Yes. Um, this is what she looks like in the book. Oh my goodness! Like, her face is just a scribble. It kind of looks like it's melting off of her. But. It, it looks horrifying, but you can tell it's just him with the pencil going, yeah. scribble, 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 and wow. then putting eyes and a mouth on it. No, the, I think that's almost more horrifying than what we see in yes. the Well, because movie. it's more abstract. Yeah, so your brain fills in like so, the blanks. This horrified me when I was a kid. I had no intention of ever seeing You'll this movie. You'll have to movie. put that up on the I will, absolutely. Um, it... It looked terrifying to me, never, did not want to see it because of that. What's your background with this movie? Oh, I definitely saw it when I was a kid, but like I'm finding with most childhood traumas, I seem to have blocked them out. Uh, But I definitely remember the scene in the ballroom when they all take off their wigs and their shoes and their masks. Right. And I remembered, I vaguely remembered that 
he like they were turned into mice and that he gets back at the witches. Like I was as we were watching it, I was remembering pieces of it. Okay. So I definitely saw it as a child. I don't know if I remember it scaring me, to be quite honest. I just remember I can remember that scene of them taking everything off. But again, I don't know that it was scary for me. Mm-hmm. We, we watched a lot of like this type of movie growing up. <laughs> well, yeah, because I feel like this is this falls perfectly in the kind of childhood trauma where it's like practical effects, kind of children well, it's Jim in Henson danger. Productions, it's Jim Henson we should say. And I it's watched a last, lot of Jim Henson growing up. It's the last production Jim Henson oversaw himself before his death. Mm. Um, what did you think about it, seeing it this time? I liked it. The plot's a little like, mm-hmm. okay. like I, I will say there's it's essentially three big sections of the book. And it's like the first section is him being told about witches, like kind of these stories of witches. And that I don't remember at all. I don't yeah. remember that part at all. I, I really that, only remember from the hotel on. I remember that from the book because there is a scene where it's his encounter with a witch. And mm. then it's him in the ballroom which he never leaves the ballroom. Like in this one, they have like a action scene where he leaves the ballroom. And, and they then, capture him and, and bring him back. The the plan to get the potion into the soup. If you haven't seen this, we'll go into a little bit more. I have a bit of a... Uh, I have a very like visual, like specific memory when I saw that little bottle. Mm-hmm. The little... I like... That I, that like brought me to like the rest of the story once I saw the little like potion bottle. I have kind of a uh, declar uh, a, 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 a something to re- a revelation. To okay. Reveal this movie. I kind of hated it. Really? I thought this was one of the ugliest movies I've seen in a long time. Because of how they look outside of their. It's not even that. It's the way it was shot. It was edited so choppy. It was he. A lot of stuff was a fisheye lens that was really disoriented. When he starts talking to, he turns into the mouse, and there's a lot of like still shots of the camera because they had to do that to make sure the the trained rats were doing their their thing, hitting their marks. That yeah. started making me feel a little bit more oriented. But then he started using this fisheye lens, so everything like looked really weird. Oh, I didn't notice that at all. It. I thought it wasn't very, it was kind of like the, the coloration was kind of weak. Like it was, it was, it was washed out. I just, I was just like, I just, I'm kind of, I'm like, okay. Like this wasn't one of those movies where it's like, like it's, I would say it's my least favorite childhood trauma theater. Well, you had never seen it. I had never seen it. So I, but it did loom large in my mind because of of the the book, book, because of, you know, it being like, well, let's watch it. I think my mom was kind of maybe prepping me. I I don't know if she wanted me to see the movie. I I just, I I didn't, I'll say I didn't love the movie as a whole, but I loved what's her name's performance. Angelica, you. I think she's having a lot of fun with it, but it's also that like weird German accent, I think just sounds so cheesy to me. And I will say like, I found her way more interesting outside of the grand high witch outfit than I did in it. Now that outfit is amazing. The, the, when she the, turns into she a turns witch. Into it. That yeah. took her eight oh, hours I, a day to get into that. That's makeup. crazy. I like her better. Not in that. Yes. I'll agree with that. I like her better when she's in her human form. And I think they did a bunch of fun, clever stuff. Like at the first when she starts to take it off and she looks like she's peeling her face. Yes. And it's like, that is a prosthetic from there up. Mm-hmm. It's like when, um, it makes me think of when the Joker has the fake, the character has fake makeup on to look like he's got makeup over it. Yeah, like skin toned colored yes. makeup. And, and he, then he wipes and, it away. But what he's doing is he's got 
white paint on his yes. handkerchief to wipe it on so it looks he's actually wiping it Ryan's, on Ryan's he's ruining movie magic I'm sorry spoiler but I, I find because you ruined it for me when we watched it I was like I think it's cool to know how it's done <laughs> but then it does like ruin the cool effect of it I don't know I think it's I think it's it's neat it's like stagecraft oh definitely yeah and there's so, a lot of people who are going to be interested in that I feel like for me I love the magic that I sometimes don't want to think about how Sorry. it's done. That one I do find fascinating. I, I, but. I do like, but that's the thing is to look like she's peeling off her face, they have to put over her real face, her in quotes real face, and then her fake face. Her so mask like face. Two and layers. then the, yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, and she has to hold it in a certain way. There's a scene where she's like, just holding her fake face over her face and they cut in a way that was really cool. That looks so like that... she's trying on a Halloween mask and yeah. it's not completely over her face. I liked that bit. There were moments I really liked. I liked her in it. I'll say I liked the grandson better as a mouse than I did as a boy. The, the, <laughs> I thought he was fine as a boy. He was fine as a boy, as a boy but, but I don't know. adorable as a mouse. Same yeah. with Bruno Jenkins. Yeah. The whole Jenkins family. Shout out to the Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, he was they were the, the oh, uh, do people know that the, I guess I yeah because we're on the Facebook page um we uh I loved Bruno as a as a as a mouse when they turned into mice that puppetry yeah was really good apparently they had good. three sizes of puppets for that and they never really used one of them was big mm. and they never really used the, the director didn't up using it for some reason I can't exactly remember why I just, I just, the, the scenes and the thing were like, it was, it was one of those movies where it made me feel bad. I was like, I don't like this. Like, oh, it made me I feel didn't realize like, any of that was going on over there. Well, cause when, when over there on your side, there were parts that I was like laughing out loud because there mm-hmm. were very funny choices by the actors. I think they got a really good cast for this really dumb yeah. movie. Grandma was good. Yes. Let me look up her name because I liked her a lot. She, so the whole thing is, is his grandmother knows everything about witches and tells him about She essentially was a witch hunter. We find out and she's well, lost. So they don't say that in this they say she was searching for the grand high witch in the book they're like she legitimately is like oh yeah i used to hunt witches yeah but we do she definitely has a history with the grand high witch because in the first five minutes of the film we see she's lost a finger to the witch her pinky and And they zoom in on it one too many times for me really because to me it looks like she's clearly like holding her hand like that and they've got just a a prosthetic over it the nub? textured, oh, pro- yeah, it's yeah. textured. It's not just a nub. Um, the grandmother is Madge Zetterling. Mm. I think I'm saying that correctly. I seem to have May Zetterling, M A I. I don't know what else she's been in. Amorosa, The War Game, Free. I mean, she's. I think she's most known for this. I think she's a foreign actress. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She was great. That she. Everyone else was playing this, like, I mean, I guess if they ask you to be the Grand High Witch, you're going to go broad. Yeah, you're, and you're going to go for it. She, I like the grandma was a little more reserved, and mm-hmm. she was such, like, in the book, they make a big deal about how she always smoked cigars, and they kept that in this. I don't mm-hmm. know why I love that. I just like this, like, old, now brassy broad smoking cigars. Part of why you didn't like it, was it the depiction of diabetes, or that was just in addition oh, to everything else? Rollier. I mean, it was just, there's a... The thing is, is they didn't need to do it. In the book, it's yeah. like she has pneumonia or something because mm. they she gets sick. I'm wondering if they did it because it somehow ties into the sweet shop and like all that with the kids Partly. or whatever. I mean, have you ever seen? There's a great movie I've gotten recently in that DVD sale that I love called Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. No, you've told me about it though. But 
Hansel has di- the sugar sickness, quote mm. unquote, and it's it's really a ter- like it, I will say I was looking up some stuff for this thing, and then the, the Wikipedia article it says like they they remade this movie, you know, recently. Yes, and but with Anne Hathaway, and it looked, yeah. I heard it's not good. It did not look good. Done by Robert Zemeckis, the one who did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, mm. Back to the Future, all that. Um, but the, the two links below it were The Witches 2020 and Diabetes in Film. And I was like, oh, I got to look at this later. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I, it was a dumb depiction. She, the, the whole thing and the thing in the book is she gets sick and the doctor recommends them taking kind of like go to the sea and take a little vacation, get some nice sea air. And they do that here. In this, it's diabetes. In the book, it's pneumonia or something. Or maybe they just say she was felt faint or whatever. Well, and I'm wondering if it didn't also contribute. We find out his parents die in an accident, but they never say in the movie that they've died. They just said there's been an accident and they come back with like the mom's dress and like show it to the grandma. I don't think they're in the book at all. But... I'm also wondering, is she just grief stricken? Like, couldn't they have just said that she was grief stricken? That would have made sense with the story. They didn't have to give her another ailment. It, it was, could have just been like. It was weird. And well, they needed to have the scene because he gets out of the ballroom when the witches discover him and then he runs around for a while and then he goes, his grandma's grandma won't wake up. And there it's like the witch put sugar in her tea and she's got high blood sugar and can't wake up which i'm like that's okay it's 1990 listen like my sister who's i didn't you know i didn't even have diabetes at this point i didn't get it till like 2002 but yeah. like my sister had to deal with it back then and i'm sure they were not nearly if this was what was going out there it's like oh you have too much sugar you get sleepy it's like okay but they also <laughs> could have still played up the grief and the doctor prescribes her a pill to like help her with being upset and that's why she doesn't wake up because she's sound asleep do you know what i mean like there's I'm, a lot of other right. ways they could have wrote this but I'm sure that part they wrote of the it, story i'm sure they wrote it this way and and didn't have any thoughts or concerns about depicting it correctly they just went okay this works yeah i'm just saying it would have easily it could have easily been rewritten and i think a more cohesive way this is also the scene where to get the boy to come out of his hiding spot angelica houston like pushes a baby in a stroller down a hill to a cliff where the ocean is below right and then there's they cut to that one witch going "Ooh, a baby in a pram (laughs) (laughs) that was amazing one thing we talked about this and i saw in the scene where all the all the witches take off their wigs they're bald they're in the they're in the uh should we talk a little bit about like if you don't know anything about this story which i I will say I recommend reading the book. The book's short. It's it's I think it's I like it. We've been giving the story in pieces. So yeah. I think really what it comes down to is his grandmother gives him all these tips on how to spot a witch and one is purple eyes and one is they never wear pointy shoes because they don't have toes <laughs> and they're always itching their scalps they because they're wearing have, wigs. They have gloves. I don't know if she says this or it's just they have claws instead of hands so they wear gloves all the time. So these are things he starts to look out for when the witch comes to him first and then they take this vacation by the sea. And there's like a witch convention. <laughs> yeah and so that's, that's kind of where it goes from there. I mean that's pretty Pretty much it. And yeah. we've kind of said other plot points while we've been talking. The Grand High Witch has a plan for them to buy sweet shops, put this potion in all their sweets that turns kids into mice, and they turn it around on them. I mean, that's it. It's very short. What I do... But I, I just want to say real quick, sorry, the in the scene where all the women are there and they're all bald, 
something mm. to look out for. A lot of the people in there are men in drag. Yeah, yeah, we spotted <laughs> and a I was, few. I was like, maybe they'll be in the background. And no, some of them are like very clearly like just right behind whatever the main shot is. Yeah, and their teeth are also all jacked up. Like when they, that was like, they kept yeah. zooming in on that one woman, but all of them had kind Mm -hmm. of decaying teeth the one thing i liked is when you think of a witch convention you think they're going to celebrate you think something exciting is going to happen and all of these witches are so excited to be with the grand high witch and the first thing she does is chastise them and i kind of love that i love that moment where everyone's excited and she's just like you are the worst like you are failing there's children everywhere in england you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing i that i think is a little surprising because you think convention you think yeah somebody is going to be celebrating something i will say they do a really good job of making me hate these witches and wanting to see them turn into mice at the end Mm, but it's also just like just it's kind of like the meet the robinson thing where it's too kinetic that it was i don't agree with that yeah i don't i i hear your opinion i didn't feel any of those things watching this where meet the robinsons i felt like i was with you in that i just thought the camera work was kind of making me a little it was like all right slow down like again i really like the scenes with the mice because the camera was on a tripod they moved from spot to spot yeah there was a cut to that and this thing was like he was moving the there was they did that when they showed the parents get in the car it was really like uh on the shoulder filmmaking that was just i was like this is really kinetic for a scene that's just two people getting the car I wish it was a little more static, but I also think, yeah, they did a, they did all that to make you really like feel bad when the witches were on screen, so that you wanted them to be they're they're disgusting yeah. creatures. Yeah, and I well, and I think that's where Jim Henson Productions comes in, and I I think for that, mm-hmm. I think for all the makeup and the prosthetics, and even with the mice that they had to make uh, as puppets and things like that, I thought all of that was very well done. Mm-hmm. I thought it was also interesting, and I mean, this is more Roald Dahl than anything else. It's like, none of that is, it's it's so inventive. Like, oh, they have block feet, so they wear comfortable sh- Like They wear squared shoes as opposed to pointy shoes, yeah. which is an interesting choice because most of the time a witch costume, it's pointy shoes. Right, but it's, yeah. I, I think they discuss it a little more in the book where it's like, oh, it's not what you think. This is what it is, and it's this weird thing. I will also say I liked the story of the girl and how she was taken by the witches and put in the painting. Yes. Yeah. And then when we first see the Grand Witch come into the hotel, there's a little girl in a painting yeah, and she like taps on it and, and then the hear, little girl disappears. Well you, well, you also hear like, yeah, just like yeah. that's messed up. But the whole thing and the thing is, is, is she's in the painting and then I like that she lives this full life, but it's in the painting and it was kind of like, I think there were other stories in the book of, of ways that children were taken. I this sounds terrible and is it's not terrible but uh, I'm kind of like oh that's not the worst thing ever you get to live on this nice little farmhouse with these yeah, geese but you're in your home <laughs> it's a painting hanging in your home so you're watching like life go by I guess can you see out of it I don't know I, I guess that's, that's true I, I don't know that part but I thought that was like again like turning into a mouse seems worse than that to me <laughs> yeah I also like that that's the whole point is it's clever ways to dispose of children. Mm -hmm. They're not like killing them outright. They're not, you know, they're not using guns or poison or whatever. Someone suggests that this potion she made is poison and she gets very upset by that. Yeah. That's what people who want to get caught do. Yeah. And I, I like that. Again, that comes from their, probably the original story, but I, I like the creativity of how, how these witches operate. Mm -hmm. I like a lot. 
Uh, also, we should mention Mr. Bean is the hotel owner. That yeah, actor. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. He's he's apparently doing a uh, reference to uh, I, John Cleese's character from Faulty Towers because he was a big fan of Faulty Towers. Yeah. Um, I th- There's a whole subplot where he's hooking up with a... Uh, housekeeper. housekeeper and there's a whole bit where the housekeper finds the potion and thinks it's like you know eau de toilette or something and she like puts it behind her ear and i thought it was going to be rowan atkinson was going to like kiss her behind her ear and then he was going to turn into a mouse yeah and it turns out she's like growing mouse hair but he gets Burn, and he out. gets yeah and he's like no <laughs> Which thank I you thought that was funny uh also the they come to this hotel for a convention under the disguise of this name, the Loyal Society of the Prevention of Cruelty of Children, yes, which is just funny. That feels like directly a Roald Dahl name. Yeah. The other thing that I... Well, two things that we kind of noticed. One, when the little boy... Uh, Luke. Not Luke, the other oh, one. Bruno Jenkins. Yeah, when Bruno becomes a mouse... Grandma kind of like matter of factly goes up to his parents and I'm like, she had to know that wasn't going to go well. She does it softly like as if she's saying, I'm so sorry for you to understand your son's lost or whatever. But she yeah. says, your son's a mouse. And, and like, then what? she starts talking to her purse because they're in her purse and then she shows it to him and the mom like freaks mm-hmm. out and the dad is like very angry. Uh, eventually they hear Bruno talk because they can talk as mice. And the, the boys can. And the dad who's really like a jerk to wait staff and stuff yeah kind of like softens up he's like he's our boy he's still our boy like i, I don't know yeah I liked him in, in the, the end. end yeah he he's kind of a i don't know i was gonna say i don't know that we can say this a blowhard i think he's a he's he's, he's a that's your term i usually don't use it but i'm trying to term. think of Why it is that my term i've just heard you oh, say okay. it and not your term i'm just saying i've heard you use it in oh, okay, in yeah, a yeah. sentence i've never really used that term but he is kind of, yeah, because it's more than just the the weights. He almost feels entitled. Yeah, Like, I'm spending money at this hotel because he complains about it being too hot. He wants the same soup that the witches are getting, which poses a problem later, but grandma intervenes and everything's fine. He, you know, he, he wants to be treated because he's paying for this stay and wants to be treated as all the other guests are being treated a little bit. He's about to eat the crest soup that has the mouse potion in it. I was like, oh, he's going to turn into a mouse. And I would have been fine with it because he's a jerk. I would have been fine with that too. But then when they show him Bruno, he kind of like changes. He seems to change. So I think that was the point. Also when, so before all the witches take the soup, there's a witch in the kitchen. We find out that the witches are working at this hotel as well. So they're in different, you know, one is the head of housekeeping, one is a cook in the kitchen. Uh, I think there might be one at the front desk, that kind of a thing. And she turns first because she tastes the soup in the back. Mm -hmm. And so she runs out to warn them, but she's got this tiny high-pitched voice and they think it's a child talking to them. And the Grand High Witch stomps her. And you had to go back because I missed it because I was like either writing a note or looking down or something. Stomps her and her green, it's like a for pet. whatever reason, when you drink this potion, like green air comes out of you when you belch and turn into Again, a mouse. it's really gross. That I didn't like. <laughs> like their transformations turning into mice, mm-hmm. both the children and the adults is very gross. Yeah, ugly and gross. I didn't like yeah. it. But yeah, when she steps in, it's like stepping on like a, green ketchup packet and it's like yeah um let's talk for oh let's do the ending because yeah the ending that was, was the last so my last note book. i will say i didn't like the ending i would have rather had 
uh, Luke stay a mouse. I feel like they they were doing well. I understand grandma was sad that he couldn't live a life as a boy and a man. And I get her sadness. But if they had ended it where he says, I really like being a mouse and she's tearful and she says, I'm glad I, or whatever she says, I think that would have been a fine ending right there. I would have changed her. Like the instruction to me would have been like, you're, you're bittersweet. It's like, you're glad your yeah. son's, your grandson's alive, but you're a little upset. His mouth. And that one, it looked like she was upset, but that would have been it because then the, the, there's a witch who like gets, t- it's like the grand high, witch's assistant, s- maybe? assistant is told you can't eat with the rest of us. So she kind of gets mad about it. And then she shows up outside the house and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be some weird. They're going to fight the last witch. Well, she gets mad, but then she's happy when she sees they've all turned into mice. She kind of dodged this. Yeah. And then bullet, she so becomes a good witch, I guess. And like changes Luke back and gives she's him back. She's all in white. Yeah. I mean, there's a statement that the, that, and, and this is like, I would say literally about 30 seconds after we learned that there might even be good witches because the mom, go, the grandma goes, we should find a good witch to change you back, but who knows? And I'm like, okay, so we've established... In the book, it's just... There's a really dark thing in the book where they talk about how the grandma's old, but also mice don't live that long so they're like oh we'll just live the same amount of time together and then die and i was like well that's morbid well he even he does make a comment that's like how long do mice live and that's when grandma gets teary-eyed yeah but if they had taken that out you wouldn't have thought of it as an audience like it would no, just sent you not home. at all and he's living in okay like they've built like the Lego train yeah. and like all these things. For, he lives in the Ghostbusters firehouse. There's a lot of real Ghostbusters merchandise in this, mm-hmm. in this but movie. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like we saw them adjust to life of, as him as a mouse. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing okay. So yeah. that's why like I would have enjoyed it if it stopped there. And then there's like an ADR line of, don't forget Bruno, as like the witch yeah. drives off. Because you know the audience was like, what? what was she well, that's what Bruno? I said. I was like, well, what happens to Bruno? And then it made me, of course, go and think in Kanto. We don't talk about Bruno. Oh, we don't talk about Bruno. That's funny. <laughs> but, I was sitting like, "What happened in Encanto?" Yeah, like, but that's that's pretty much the movie. Let's talk about how traumatizing it was because I thought the I mean it didn't traumatize me now, but like I said, like I did not want to see this movie. It looked scary to me. The Grand High Witch costume is amazing now, but like. Again, with the, I know this didn't bother you, but the way the camera was like zooming in on this women, it, it like even the the simplest like ugly witch women would have really bothered me as a kid. You also had a thing <laughs> for ugly women. My mom Not a thing, it. but you would get scared. Yeah the 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 Ghostbuster, Ghostbuster. Ghost. Yeah the the uh, the woman in the Princess Bride who's like boo like that yeah. really, like my mom used to joke like ryan hates ugly women which is like a weird thing to say but also like hags really bothered me like the witch from they snow scared white you. Like, scared yeah. Me. yeah yeah well and they're meant to scare you those right. for the most part those characters you're mentioning are meant to scare you in those moments but it just makes me feel bad because there are ugly women in real life and i don't want like you know, I don't. I don't want to feel like I'm equating them to monsters. It's like these are monstrous women that are that are portrayed me. in yes. film. Yeah, it's different, but not everyday women. Yeah, it's yes. it's more characters in films I'm or very, movies. I'm a nice person. People like me. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, I don't remember being scared as a child. But 
obviously I could see that scene being traumatized. She peels off her face. Like, let's talk about it. She peels, literally peels off of her face. All of their feet are funky and weird looking. We don't see them because they're in stockings, but like their feet are all misshapen. They're all acting very like they're sniffing the ground and they're like, oh, they're they're just people going overboard and acting very broad. And I think it's just when they're all turning into mice and like shaking. Yeah, I don't like the train. Like I said, I don't like the transformation of any of it. But the Grand High Witch's finger is also so long. I was very fascinated with Mm -hmm. how they did that. I know as a prosthetic, maybe it's not that difficult, but it looked really interesting because it was like three, four times the length of a a regular finger, Mm -hmm. at least three times the length of your regular like pointer finger. And that, but it didn't look like it ever like sagged. It looked like it had support, like the way it moved, it looked like it was her appendage. You can buy these gloves that I'll show you. You can get them that look like But do you know what I'm talking about? about It it doesn't look like just like rubber gloves. Yeah. There's, There's... Thing there's like things in them that are joints like that wires? when you pull this it like pulls the oh, joint. Oh yes, get, I've seen that. You can I've, get that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I see. Think that's I've not the same seen it, it long like that, but um, I when so yeah, she's I would turning, say that's traumatizing. When she's turning into a rat, that was really her transformation into a rat was probably the weirdest and grossest of them all, and it's also because they try to use some of the characteristics of what she looks like in her witch form. Bruno turning into a mouse was really rough. That was, yeah. really, I, I don't know. I don't think I could have handled this when I was a kid. Yeah. I, again, so I, how many mommy heads would you give it? Thank you for remembering. Cause I feel like we've done Is that. Her name is that yes, how it says nailed it? Okay. it. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think this gets five out of five mommy heads. Really? For me. This really like, sh- I think for a kid's movie, like, I, like, you know, like in the, in like, in the range of movies we do, it's probably the most traumatic to me. Because again, I could not watch this movie. I was, you know, there were opportunities for me to see this movie, and I said no mm, as a kid. Yeah. Um. So to me, that's the most traumatic in the in the pantheon of film. It's not that bad, but like, yeah. it's not. You know, it's, we saw Halloween Ends last night. Yeah. There's some really terrible stuff in that, but like, this is. I think this is the most. I watching it again, and I think some of it is not just necessarily. You know, it's again the the camera work, the editing, the performances mm-hmm. are just trying to make them feel gross and weird in these creatures. And I was just like, I it's five for me. I originally was gonna go three, but maybe I should go four. You think Return to Oz is more? You gave Return to Oz four mommy heads. So I think that bothered me way more than this did. <laughs> okay. I really do. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go three, and I think for me. I think Return to Oz, it was everything. It was the fact that she was, no one believed her. She was sent to a mental institution. She was about to get electroshock therapy. Like it was more than just the talking heads, which disturbed me, which is our, is what we're referring to by mommy heads. But Mm -hmm. for me, I think there were a lot of parts in this that were fine. I feel all of Return to Oz is disturbing. (laughs) It's weird. Okay. So, but I understand why it's a five for you and- I also, I think for a child with a vivid imagination, which you definitely had reading the book, I think, you know, you created what things look like in your mind and they were either equally as scary as this movie or scarier for you. So I totally see that. And I think a five is warranted. I just think for me, I've potentially blocked it out. I only remember that one scene, but I don't remember being spooked by it Mm -hmm. and rewatching it. It didn't bother me. Like it was gross, but it didn't like... (sighs) It it didn't rock like 
Return to Oz rocked me. And then when I was told I had watched it many times as a kid and I have zero recollection of it, (laughs) like this, as I was watching it, I was, you were like, oh yeah, this movie. Yeah, I was remembering things that happened. I was having memories of watching certain scenes. I love Jeremy being like, Tara, we watch this a lot. And you were like, I've never seen this before yeah, in my life. So th- that for me is why I think that one's more disturbing for me. But again, I think your five is completely justified. I want to go back. This is not, and uh, I want to keep this in, but I think this is very funny. You said no one believed Dorothy. Listeners, I want to tell you a little story. One of my favorite, Tara every once in a while has like two or three sentence reviews for movies that make me so happy. (laughs) Um, And I actually, I haven't told you this, but I actually stole this from you and put it on my letterbox review for Poltergeist. Oh, did you credit me? Yes, I said, this is my wife's review of this movie. Because I'll never read your letterbox reviews. And, And her review for Poltergeist was... I like this movie because they believed the wife. <laughs> because from minute one, like when she starts doing that, you go, Women oh, are always not, they're right, never believed. Absolutely. And 100%. what movie were we watching? Oh, The Bride of Frankenstein. So we're doing our own spooky season <laughs> and we're really going off the rails here, listeners. But I, I think some of you will find this interesting. There's a lot of yelling at women in the in a ni- in well, 1937s. There's the also a lot of women being hysterical. Yes. So it's both women being hysterical and then men just... Get a Flat hold out. of yourself, slap. And telling them to shut up, <laughs> yeah. like verbatim, shut, shut up. up. What do you want? Those are our, <laughs> our two lines we've been quoting at each other. This From which sounds awful. But when this woman says to me, goes, shut up. And then later she goes like, she says something, he goes, what do you want? Yeah. We're like, when she's please. trying to tell them, I think that the monster, Frankenstein's monster, it didn't die. Shut up. Yeah, they don't believe her. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's why for me with Poltergeist, we've started since the new Halloween movies have come out since the 2018 Halloween uh, we've kind of, I've, I say for me, have gotten way more into traditional horror films that I never saw as a teenager that came out, you know, so we're like getting into stuff like that. And in most of those movies, women are not treated the best. However, and, and now we're getting into just horror movies in general, horror movies in general. And part of the reason there's a lot of, you know, we, we saw horror noir, which was that. Yeah. Thing about, oh, that I highly recommend that if you're a horror fan. There's listeners. another one coming out or came out about uh, queer horror, but it's like because it's not a, these movies are done on low budgets. They're done to not studio systems. They're done by more people who maybe aren't super artistic, but they're trying to take risks and stuff. Yeah. There's a reason you see women like, you know, the big women who are, our characters are, um, Ripley from alien sci-fi mm. horror. You know, you've got Laurie Strode, like the yeah. whole final girl thing is in horror because it's, they're allowing these underrepresented types to do things. And that's why, you know they have black people you know circulating towards horror queer horror women in horror and those sorts of things it's 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 not mainstream so they're able to do some of that stuff which i think is what makes what you're interested in yes well and would you also say that with the term i don't even know that i like this term but when People are talking about elevated horror do you think that's an element of elevated horror is there giving i I don't know that I'm yeah. using the term correctly. I think elevated horror, and boy, we should maybe do a horror podcast. I think elevated horror is more about like the thing that people joke about is like instead of it being like 
you know, there's a monster, the bad guy, like the bad guy in elevated horror is like depression, you know, it's I more so was thinking it's expanding on character tropes or twisting character tropes like, you know, they do some of that, too. Because for, for me, that's what I'm enjoying about some of the newer stuff that's mm-hmm. coming out. Jordan Peele's stuff. That's what I like about uh, Lori in the new Halloween series and like giving her this autonomy back that she didn't have in the original. Well, stuff I like think, that. I think now there are enough people who are fans of, of horror growing up and saw the subtext in a lot of stuff that now new horror is being written with subtext in mind. So yeah, maybe that's a better to, term than yeah. what I what I was Elevated saying. Elevated horror is what they're calling it now, but I do like, the, the, that was my favorite description of it is like, in, in in slasher horror, the bad guy and Jason, and ele- the bad guy is Jason. In elevated horror, the bad guy is the patriarchy, you know, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So whatever. Um, fun little horror diversion. Yeah, a little it is tangent. Uh, um, but we we are enjoying spooky season, so why not I, add that to this? Let me point out talking about women in and stuff. I do think Angelica Houston did a great job in this character and seemed to be having just a blast for a. And it was funny because I read that this is her favorite character she's ever done. And she dresses up as her for Halloween a lot of the time. I loved her outfit when she's a human. Share Eartha Kitt, two other actresses who, who were offered this role. Um, Roald Dahl, who... Love both of them, too, in roles that they've done. Roald Dahl, who had a whole history of not liking Gene Wilder doing Willy Wonka because he wanted a, a British comedian named Spike Milligan, um, was very happy about uh, Angelica Houston doing this. I he think, didn't have really have a say. You said he said he didn't want to get into it. He's like, I don't want you know because no one listens to him, right? And then Something this, he goes, like oh, that. Oh, that's who I would have picked. Mm. Um, I liked her in it a lot. I love that she loved it. And you know, considering Morticia Adams is in her repertoire, is in her, her only a few years later. Yeah, the fact that this character she loves more than Morticia Adams, which would have been my call. I think she's so great as Morticia. Well, I think, and I think that's really saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I think that's saying something about how much how much fun she had on this role. Because mm-hmm. again, this is, I mean, this movie looked very cheap This in some ways. Like, it, it, I, I didn't like it, how ugly it looked. But the three, like, top tier characters and the guy who played... Herbert Jenkins, Bruno's dad, I think is, is 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 kind of a big character actor. I think he did a really good job. I think he did, yeah. But Rowan Atkinson, Angelica Houston, and the grandma were all like top tier in a movie. Like I think elevated this to to classical status as something to watch. I did not like it. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I can, but it's one of those ones where I'm like, oh, I get people liking this. This is just not for me. If it was on TV, I'd probably, I'd, I'd sit and, and watch a little bit of it. I think. I mean, we don't have TV. It would be if I was at a hotel and it was on TV at a hotel. I I'd would watch it. not recommend any of you showing it to your children. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, and again, we always talk about this. I think with childhood trauma, is you know your kids better than we know your kids. But this That's one true. has a lot of creepy I also moments. Wouldn't show this to anyone's children. I don't know your children, but I know this: they should not see this yeah, movie. Well, I know kids who watch Stranger Things, so I mean, you know, you put that up against this. I think Stranger Things does a better job of like not zooming in on the trauma and mm, like making it this really fair like, enough. Fair like, enough. It looks like. Did you ever see Wayne's World where they go? Extreme close up and go, whoa. Yeah, that's see, that didn't like. bother me. Like, oh, God, stop zooming in like that on like these ugly women's teeth. <laughs> like, it was bad. Yeah. Anyway. 
Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Happy Halloween. We'll have uh, we'll probably re-release the first Hocus Pocus episode on Halloween. I hope you get a lot of candy. I hope you get, you know, even if it's not a Disney costume, please, please, please send us your your pictures. Your, yeah. Your Share them on Facebook. Share them wherever. Show us your costumes. We love to see uh, how everybody gets dressed up for this time of year. Yeah. And, of course, if it's Disney, put it up there. But if it's not Disney, we'd love to see it. We are doing non-Disney characters this year, and I'm sure we'll share who will be yes absolutely uh, on the facebook page happy halloween uh you ghouls and, and ghosts goblins and goblins <laughs> and enjoy enjoy your time get get a nice little sugar buzz on candy and uh, we'll see you next time creep it real listeners creep it real you're amazing i think you say that in the <laughs> outro or the intro of the haunted so i stole it from you oh bye everybody <laughs> Thanks for listening, Scary Tale friends. Don't forget to send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com or tweet to us at trpdiaries. Search for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries on Facebook to join in the fun. Or call our super easy to remember phone number, 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. Remember to give us a five-star, I mean star, review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Creep it real! <laughs> 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 <laughs>